Right, so this is episode 16 of Music and More, and um, this is a really, really special one for us. Um, and I would imagine everyone who's going to be listening to these podcasts as well. So today we've actually got Tim Burgess on, which is, you know, absolutely amazing, absolutely buzzing. So is Pete. So I, yeah, I don't want to oh, go into too yeah, well, thank you. I'm going to say thank you so much for coming on, mate. Honestly, oh, pleasure, man. pleasure. It, it means the absolute means the absolute world to me. It really, really does. Um, so yeah, I thought because I'm a little bit nervous, I thought that Pete can sort of lay out a bit of an agenda for for the things we're going to be talking about and stuff like that. But obviously, I mean, the mate, you know, like you just you're such a hero to so many people, and you've done a lot for so many people. And you know, one of those people is me. Um, and you know the music in general, but you know I, I certainly feel um, I'm not going to get into it now. Pete, Pete, take over, take over. <laughs> hey Tim, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Pete. Fantastic, yeah. So yeah, what I was thinking, what we could do was maybe we could start by talking a little bit about. I, I know that you, you know, you've done some DJ work. Uh, as a matter of fact, you DJed at the uh, the first gig for the for the music. That's how you guys first at Hi Fi Club. Uh, I'd love to talk yeah. a little bit about that back in the day. More importantly, how you came to uh, maybe hear about the music, get to know the music, and maybe a little bit of historical of uh, how they came to support you guys, the Charlatans. Um, yeah. Then I want to talk about, if, if it's okay, I'd really love to talk about your latest album. Uh, I love the new sky because a uh, huge fan. Uh, I think uh, I can say this without reservation. I think it's the best work you've done. And uh, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about that. And then probably the big topic would be to talk about uh, Tim's Twitter listener party because uh, it's been generating a lot of buzz globally and yeah. uh, and certainly a big start for the the reunion of the music. So I think that's a pretty big topic. But that to me is a, a big agenda for, for an hour. What do you think? I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, start at the beginning. Um, I'm pretty sure it would have been, uh, you know, uh, Tim, Tim Viggen mm. introducing me to the band. And uh, whether it was with a, you know, a single or... or, or you know, or a track and, you know, just loved it straight away and, and felt it was, you know, I, I, I understood it. Um, I understand a lot, but, you know, I was younger then. So, but, and so pretty sure that that would have been the way that I ended up DJing for the, for, for, for the music early on. And then, mm. you know, we, we, uh, you know, we worked a lot together in, in early on. Um, Mm. And you know they were, I think, voted the best Charlotte and support band, band ever. Oh, nice! Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> no, but not now, not ah. now at that time. You know, of the week, of the week, <laughs> and, and, and you know, don't take that in any way the wrong way at all. It's, it's no, all no. meant to be in the right way. I mean, just you know, up at, till that point, you know, they were, they were, everyone thought that they were the best band. And so it just, it just seems to all fit, you know, with what we were all thinking and, mm -hmm. and the oh, music yeah. was good. And, and it was great. And, you know, DJ for them since and, and we'll do again, you know, uh, we're already planning to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing for us, especially, um, you know, our first ever gig is the music, you know, we'd, um, we'd known Tim Viggen not that long and, we were doing that Christmas party and he said, you know, what about the idea of Tim Burgess DJing, which were just absolutely amazing. Do you know what I mean? It like blew our minds anyway. But, you know, it was more a case of you at that point doing that. Um, it, you know, it gave us such a massive like leg up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it made that night so special. And that's what uh, Tim Viggen always wanted from like our gigs, our early shows, that it would be an event, like a party. And, uh, you know, not to coin the pun, but sort of for the people. Do you know what I mean? And you DJing at 
at that little sort of hi-fi club and it you know it was cool as fuck the set and you know it were it were a brilliant night I, I remember it vividly although we were terrible we were shit on that <laughs> night <laughs> but like the party party were awesome man but it's just the point of you know it was just a great thing for us and then like you say you know i could talk for a long time about that in itself but then then to actually get our first proper support slot and it be you guys do you know what i mean it would just absolutely mind-blowing and you know it just feels like everything that you guys have done for us just all you know has made a big difference um in all of our lives uh definitely i think everyone has to give each other a helping hand you know and i think um you know i'm sure you've done the same for other bands yeah yeah, that seems to be uh, that seems to be kind of the makeup of Tim Burgess that I've known is that yeah, you definitely are there for a lot of bands. It's kind of like what you're doing now with the listening party, but just in general, you seem to be a guy that's so passionate about music, but then also about the actual community of music. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, the lead singer of the music, Rob Harvey, we had him on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah. he was reliving his uh, his early days of uh, touring with the Charlatans. And here's what he had to say about <laughs> you. Here's what he had to say about you, Tim. Longwood was the the song that people who I looked up to when that's a good song yeah. so I, I remember Tim Burgess coming up to me when we were supporting them the first gig and they were like I love you I love your single man and like, oh. I'm being like whoa <laughs> really like you know when, you're, when your heroes are saying that's a good song yeah that was the first song I ever heard and I was hooked <laughs> I was like that is a quality song yeah so. he's a good lad isn't he <laughs> <laughs> For sure. well, what can you say you know it's like it's so sweet it's, you know, it's, it, the other thing as well, though, is we were so young. Do you know what I mean? Like but when we were on that tour with you, it was a Wonderland tour, wasn't it? So was well, that 2001? Wow, wow. yeah. 2001? Yeah, it was 2001, yeah. So that's, you know, we, we were literally 19, so maybe just 20, I think. I can't remember. I can't think that fast. But um, to, you know, like to go out and it was quite, you know, you guys were quite intimidating, not just in terms of like how much presence you had in that as a band, but that was the thing that struck us were just like every one of you was so welcoming. And that were always some of the, um, you know, and I've, I experienced it a lot afterwards uh, working with other bands, uh, you know, when we were support and you don't get treated quite the same way. Do you know what I mean? And they don't, I don't know. You just don't feel that level of, all right, lads, how are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Thanks for supporting us. Do you know what I mean? Just that sort of grounding thing that, um, I don't know. Well, that grounding thing that makes everyone human, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? But you, you, you guys, all of you, just had that in spades, and that was just such. It made such a big difference to us at the, that early stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, if there were a band that we could have gone out with as our first proper band, you know, to look up to as well. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It, I remember it being a really great tour, and you know, I remember we, you know we watched you every night, and and so. We don't do that with everybody. Don't tell them, though. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, mate. I know exactly what you mean. Who was the worst band? Just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it was easy, but, <laughs> but I'm not going to say. <laughs> that was the same for us, man. I mean, like, that was another sort of amazing education for us. I mean, I suppose it's a clinical word to use, but... Uh, to stand outside at stage and watch you guys every night. Um, because, you know, we were sort of good in our own right, but then it was like watching you guys. We're just like, oh man, that's fucking so like, 
I don't know. It was hard to, I always found your music hard to describe, especially that Wonderland album and oh, how yeah. that sort of fits into everything. But at that point, like the way you were using your voice, do you know what I mean? And sort of alongside that that driving rhythm section that you've always had, um, yeah. it was just powerful. And obviously watching how people connected with you, do you know what I mean? Watching fans connect with you and stuff. That just, record, that record. I mean, uh, um, you know, I, I gave up smoking and uh, sang in falsetto. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know I don't even know whether I could do it now. So it's a good job I did it then. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, man. That's interesting. But you know, you, you talk about singing with falsetto, sort of. Was that like? Because uh, I think I remember you talking about Curtis Mayfield. Is that where you were yeah. coming from with that sort of vibe? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, in my only in my own yeah, of course, in my yeah. own brain, you know, uh, thinking that I was like, you know, could do pull Curtis off, you know. But I mean, no, but, uh-huh. it was, uh, it was, uh, it what it was was its, it's own thing, really, you yeah. know. Uh, and uh, you know, a song like Judas or Man Needs to Be Told, you know, I think mm. I think Love Is the Key, all, all really good songs. And um, I, I just, I'm, I, I. Once I get onto something, I feel like, you know, it's like every song has to be in falsetto and the band are like, are you sure? And it's like, right. you know, every song has to be falsetto and it, and it pretty much was, you know, it just, that, it just became that record. Yeah, and I don't, on. like I said, I don't, I don't know whether... Whether you could do it now. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I, I try to get up there and it's like, you know... <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I think personally it adds so much to the sound of that record. You know yeah. what I mean? It adds so much. It's really much heavy that. musically, and it? It's really yeah. heavy, you know. So yeah. it adds the kind of like a brightness at the top, you know. That's right. And sort of the way your presence on stage as well. I don't know, Rocky with a falsetto <laughs> voice. Oh, man, honestly, it was like, you know, not to use the word, but just sort of iconic, man. I absolutely loved oh, it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, in the same way that North Country Boyne stuff is iconic. Do you know what I mean? That, that's what I love about you guys. That later stuff is still iconic. Like, iconic do you know what i mean it still has like power in its own right um but it's still it's i don't know it's like you as a band of you've always retained what's made you you but you've always sort of brought different elements into it do you know what i mean and that's something i don't know that obviously gives you great great longevity and obviously great respect anyway for you know for for doing things like that for changing your sound do you know what i mean even though you as i say you retain the core retain the core of it but yeah you know just talking about that in itself um, watching you guys and you know having the sort of privilege of being on that tour, um, you know. Well, yeah, on. memory. It's a lot. It's good. Good memory making machines, aren't they? Tours going on tours, yep. and and that, and that was one that lasted. So it's great. Yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, you know, some of the best moments of my life. Do you know what I mean? I I stopped doing this effectively ten years ago. So and but then but, what but, you're doing now, you know, I mean, what you're about to do, it's like mm-hmm. just yeah. blows everything like into a new. I don't know, whatever it is that well, things blow up into. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. A new, a new, you know, a new era, you know? Yeah. Exactly, man. Tim, you've got a cadence like no one else. I mean, the amount oh. of albums the Charlatans have put out and then the oh, amount yeah. of solo albums that you've put out in between Charlatan albums. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, that let alone all of the other side projects that you've been doing, I, I honestly don't know how you have the energy to, to just keep doing it and, and to actually still stay so good. That's really a, that's a compliment, but also I'm still bewildered at how you did it. Passionate. Oh, well, um, I, I mean, I, I write every day. Um, and then you just end up with like piles of stuff, you know, and, 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 and things that seem to fit together and, and things that, you know, work well with other things. Mm-hmm. 
yeah and uh so just just don't stop really but i mean it's not like i do it all day every day i just do a bit every day you know and it's yeah it pays off in the end you know it, well, you have good days <laughs> oh well, well you know and i identify with that because that's what i'm purely about and i've been seeing yeah. sort of um you know when i've been rejuvenated by obviously your listening party which we'll get to but oh, um since since then that, that's all i'm doing is writing sort of um and like you say in in your head it kind of feels like you're doing it all day every day um because it's well certainly with me it's sort of on my mind all day every day but in terms of actually sat there with a the guitar or piano or something like that you know it's probably less time than you think but Certainly, you're dedicating, I mean, you're dedicating yourself yeah. to that to coming up with a song, and it's a really great position to be in. You know, it's like I dreamt of that all my life to be able to write songs, you know, all day, yeah. and you know, and then all of a sudden find yourself in that position. It's, it's you know, it's pretty amazing. So, you say you write every day. Have you written anything good today that you want to share with us? Actually, you know, I've driven today, I, I drove like <laughs> six hours today, so I've uh, not written anything today, six but, hours. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, yeah, not so much today. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> not so much yesterday either. It's but not I, like I have, um, I, so I don't write every day. Um, no. <laughs> uh, uh, but yes, I'm, I'm currently writing a, some new stuff now. So. Wow, yeah. I mean, I Love the New Sky is ridiculous. It's so good. And uh, I, I listen to it on, it, it ends, it's one of those albums that when you listen to and then when it's over, you're like, ah. Oh, and then you play it again <laughs> and then you just play it again. Like I've done that so many times. So it's, you know, there's really, it's really quality stuff on there. You're, and it's funny because oh, you were talking yeah. about falsetto in the previous, there's no falsetto in this to my recollection. Yeah. And it's just so good. It's just the, <laughs> mel- the melody, the writing, it, it's really a, it's really a good album. Thank you very much. Uh, I enjoyed making that one and I'm actually in the process of doing the follow-up to that mm-hmm. at the moment. And, uh, so, which is enjoyable, and it's nothing like it. So, um, it's kind of—I don't know whether it will be seen as the follow-up. Well, it will be the follow-up by nature of what <laughs> it is. But, um, but uh, yes, I love that album. I love the idea of making it, and I wanted to work with Daniel O'Sullivan and Typo Sandra, two people that I wanted to work with for a while. Mm-hmm. And I had some songs that sounded that I wanted to, you know put out there um and, <laughs> empathy uh, for the devil <laughs> empathy for the devil yeah i mean it was kind of like you know and it managed to do a great video for that the video was insane i laughed yeah. when i watched that video it's so good yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be funny yeah sure, <laughs> but it's, sure. it's, it's, it's 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 funny and um and uh horrible at the same time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh but, and uh, you know i went to belgium to make that so then a great wow. you know, great position to be in uh the best part was as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Wait, is this the cure?" I mean, it literally. Oh sounds- yeah, because of the intro. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, of but course, then it doesn't sound. I, re- like- I realized halfway through that it was the same chords as "Boys Don't Cry," so I thought if I put it at the beginning, it'll yeah. be everyone yeah. will, everyone will sort of like open Homage. that can of worms before they kind of like realize what the song is, and then yeah. you know, I, I think sometimes you have to give give people a way in, you know, and that was my way in for that song. Make it you know, the intro sound a bit like the cure. Nice. Um, and. Uh, and they'll talk about that for a little bit and then they'll realize that the song is actually super infectious and and more yeah, like a problem. <laughs> yeah 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 well that's it that's it you know what i mean really in. that's totally it i mean you know on a sort of on a sort of creative level not to get too much into it but you know how do you how do you find that you've always written a similar way or do you find that it's something that morphs as you you've done it through different periods do you know what i mean or definitely um, i mean you know with, with uh the charlatans obviously when we first started out it was all about like the jams you yeah. know we we're all in a room together we all wanted to be in each in, in each other's pockets you yeah. know and we made music 
just we, we only practice twice a week but we made i think like three singles in one in one practice session you know and it's like nuts yeah. and yeah. um and then our second album we tried to do that and it just didn't work so we had to sort of like find a new way of doing things um uh i remember in 2007 i think 2007 or 2008 i i, I bought logic and and just did all my contributions to the album just on logic and, and right. handed, handed it over as files you know and then from every album after that I've, i feel like i've always written the same on an acoustic guitar and right. and and i sometimes and sometimes i i actually do believe it that all my songs sound the same but it's just you know it, it, they, they kind of do at the beginning you know they do and it just depends on how they inform you when you're in the studio of what to do next i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they all start off on acoustic guitar, all similar chords because you know there's not that many chords, oh, that's uh, it, man, yeah. and you always yeah. end up going to similar chords that you like. And but you know with um with all of the new sky, the people that played on it, um you know really uh, put a, a, a very different um mm-hmm. element, brought a yeah. very different element to it. And I was really I mean, pleased about it because it worked. How do you go about choosing musicians for that sort of thing for other projects? Do you know what I mean? Is it just through sort of connections? Is it, or is it, is it people you respect and stuff? Yeah. And I really, my plan with I Love the New Sky was that I was going to take it around the world as this fantastic band. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the audience was going to be taken by this band and want to buy the record all over the world. We had, a, you know, South by Southwest, New York. We were going to get, going to tour America. We had three year visas and all that. And I had really thought that that's how this record was going to connect with people. But you know, obviously, the world had other plans. And yeah. I still think, I still think it will, you know, the the the, the band. Um, I don't know, made up of friends really and and yeah. connections. But my point being is that uh, I really was looking forward to going out. And then finding new people to make music with, you know, because that's yeah. how you meet people when you play live, isn't it? You know. Yeah. And- well, a couple of things about that that I really appreciated. Well, for one, it was I, I found the story interesting that the title of the album "I Love the New Sky" was a, a response to a text that you got from a friend that said, "Hey, have you heard the new Sky Ferrera?" And you were like, "I love the new Sky," and then thought, "Oh, that's a good name for an album." <laughs> yeah, it was. A, yeah, it just um, instant message. Yeah. That's know? crazy. The magic of instant messaging. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I, I just wrote, I love the new sky. Yeah. yeah. Managed to squeeze it into the song and then decided that it's the album title. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I've, I've, I'm doing it a lot to be fair. I have conversations with people and they'll say something to me and I'll be like, that, that's a great sentiment. Do you know what I mean? And you just sort of log it in your mind and you're like, right, I'm off to write a song now. Off the, <laughs> off the back of what someone else has said. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, I mean, that's inspiration, though, isn't it? That's how inspiration it works. It is, and, 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 and sometimes it's funny, you know, and and, 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 um, and sometimes it, you don't know what the meaning is, but it just feels right, and then mm-hmm. you look back at it later and think, you know, I would not have chosen that line unless on that day someone had said something like that, you know, yeah, or yeah. how I was feeling or something like that. So it actually, they're kind of like little markers of how you... How you, are, yeah. how you are, you know. I mean, do you not find that, ter- I mean, I find that terrifying though when something like that happens because, you know, it's just sort of the, is you know, you're like, well, if that, if me hearing that sentence then led to me going away and writing that song that I literally connect with more than anything I've ever written in my life, you know, there's almost like a running paranoia that you're like, well, where, where are those moments? Do you know what I mean? And how do you sort of, 
how do you um how do you um catch them yeah effectively yeah how do you how do you learn to sort of catch it and recognize where it is and when to strike do you know what i mean i don't know it's something that it's something that i find personally anyway the sort of when you get a great idea you're just like where the fuck did it come from do you know what i mean sort of wanting to find it yeah i think but, you just have to try don't you yeah for yeah sure. uh Another thing I wanted to ask you, Tim, is uh, the the new LP that you did, the uh, the Ascent to the Ascending. I saw the first part I saw was I saw some pictures of you on Twitter uh, of you walking up this hill, and I was like, oh, he's dressed funny. What is this about? And this is before I had actually heard the song. And then I heard the song, and then I saw the video, and I was like, wow, this is intense. Uh, number one, love the song. I really love the way the song. There's a lot. It, it has different, you know, sections of the song that are just really cool. Um, so I had a couple of questions. One question was like. This, this effect here, how did you do this? <laughs> that sounds well, like so great. I'm just curious how you did that. Sponge on the voice. <laughs> Is that an effect um, or? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's like a, 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 a plunger. Um, and that sure. song sounds like a Leslie, almost sounds like a Leslie organ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it could be that as well, um, probably because um, it would have, yeah, I mean, I have to admit on air that I wasn't there for the mixing for this song. Ooh, wow. <laughs> and so, so this was kind of like mixed by Thypol Sandra. And um, he, you know, really, I mean, I, it, 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 I, what I love about him is that when you ask him to put an effect on something, yeah. he, doesn't just, he doesn't just put a touch of effect on something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not subtle, you know, it's like, and I thought to myself, should I ask him to back it off a little bit? <laughs> no, that's great. But no, no. It's, and then it's the video. And then the yeah, video. video. Did you yeah. really fly in that thing, or is that was that uh, editing? No, it's um, it's uh, it's I, I I flew in it. Wow. And uh, I the reason why I flew in it was because I was nervous that people would ask me, "Did you fly in it?" <laughs> and uh, here we are. <laughs> and it, I have to say, it's not something that I was really looking forward to at all. Um, but I, I arrived at eight o'clock in the morning and I saw this micro light landing. Yeah. Right. And the guy came up to me and, uh, and I knew my flight time was like four o'clock in the afternoon. And he said, do you want to go up? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and all of a sudden he came across as like this big kind of like, and he, he was a big guy, you know, and, and, and he, um, uh, he just felt very in control. He said that he had like 6,000 hours in the air and he's only ever had to crash land twice. And, <laughs> oh, uh, and uh, he said, you know, and he said, uh, you know, a power <laughs> failure. And he, he said, as long as there's somewhere to land, you're fine. Wow. And I was like, all right, well, let's go. And we went up and did like 10 minutes. And and then nice. I wish, you know, I was counting my blessings thinking if that was my only chance, I've got to do it again. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm, it's not my thing, but I enjoyed it, really. Yeah. Well, heck, Tim, I'm glad you survived because you were able to do the Tim, the Tim's Twitter listener party, which is probably the biggest thing we want to talk to you about. And- yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely, man. You know, um, so, you know, I mean, obviously, you know what it's done for us as a band and then consequently, you know, for me personally, where I was and where I am now and stuff. But, you know, and as I said to you in that tweet, really, about the sense of community and, um, you know, the power of it, really. And I just, I was really curious as to where, you know, where your mind was when you got the idea for for the listening party in general. Because I have to say, when someone told me about the idea of it, I was like, well, 
I don't understand. But you have to bear in mind, by that point, I didn't even have a Twitter account or a Facebook. I wasn't even on social media. So, do you know what I mean? To me, I was confused by it at first. And then obviously it was explained to me. But it's, it's such a genius concept in the situation that we're in. I just wondered if you could talk a bit about that. I mean, I've had a Twitter account for... 10, 10 years and and you know and, and everyone was getting one and and uh, I didn't really know what to do with it and I had you know like three thousand fans because you know or three thousand followers mm-hmm. and and, I, and pretty much every singer in a band had three thousand followers <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and uh, I just didn't know what to do with it and um, I actually watched um, Four Lions is that kind of thing I'm sitting down is it, you know uh, yeah. the film uh, with um, Riz Ahmed in it. And uh, he said that he's gonna. He said I'm gonna tweet along um, as you as we watch it. Yeah, like and, a director's uh, cut. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this. So so he he he, um, he he sent a tweet and he said this is the take. This is the third take, and it's the take that I laughed the least, but I'm still pissing myself laughing. And I thought, oh, this is really great. Um, and I just had the idea of doing it with um, a Charlatans album. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, so I asked my three thousand followers um, if they'd like to have some friendly listening party. And this was ten years ago, and uh, people loved it straight away. And it's like, mm-hmm. check out Martin's bass. You know, Rob's keyboards are just mind blowing. Or like, you know, just <laughs> and getting more into it. And it's like, you know, we ch- there was three choices for the cover, and uh, you know, we went with obviously the worst one and, uh, and, and, and you know and, and and just like and just like daft stuff and the dafter it was the more people liked it oh yeah and did all those albums all my solo albums to that point and then again and then again and I, you know just just kept doing it and, and the more uh followers i had the you know the bigger the things were and there was one point where i asked everyone where they were listening to all over the world and someone you know we were looking for someone to listen in to in antarctica and <laughs> we found someone who was actually working at the, really? working at like yeah working in the nature reserve in antarctica and he's like so we had every continent uh you know listening to one nice. of the albums wonderland or something like that I, I, you know i can't remember probably some friendly again but um <laughs> anyway uh so that was the thing but when and you know when the lockdown started i i, I just thought we'll just do it again because people have got nothing to do and it's like yeah. you know and then as soon as i mentioned it um alex from uh, france ferdinand mentioned that he bought that album when he was like 17 and at that moment the penny dropped i just thought you should do one you know and do it on my twitter yeah uh, on, on, on my on my platform yeah, yeah. And, and then dave roundtree and then bonehead and then bonehead did some more and then you know obviously the Oasis ones were massive, and, yeah. you know, and uh, Liam kept saying he was going to join and people, some more people came and then he didn't. And then, yeah. you know, and, and then he said he's going to join on Morning Glory and people, more people came and then he didn't. And then, uh, and then uh, eventually he did his own, which was massive, you know, and it's like, um, uh. Uh, so, uh, but, but, you know, this bit just been so, every, every single one of them has been an amazing thing because it's all about how much people put into, in, into it, you know, and then, We've had some massive ones, obviously, Paul McCartney and I Maiden yeah. and yeah. Uh, Bee Gees and, uh, you know. And well, I, I had I had never heard of it until, and I'm a big fan of the music. Uh, yeah. A little background, I'm from North Carolina, so it's weird that I don't get everything as much as like the UK folks would be getting. I don't know why, but I just didn't yeah. hear. And then suddenly someone shared with me that knew I love the music. They're like, ooh, they're, the music is doing this thing. And then I missed oh, wow. the original recording of the listener party. And I was so mad. I was oh, like, I, I thought you had it. to be live. 
And then I was like really oh, frustrated. Well, Found out you guys have replays, which is the greatest thing. Well, that I mean, that kind of took it to a new a new level. You yeah, know, really. And um, you know, this just the fact that you know, any, there's a chart, a replay chart. You know, yep. and, yeah. Um, you know, and just I, I don't know. And those guys, you know, they they just do it in their spare time. You know, yeah. they, they 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 saw what we were doing early on and said that they could help and and um and uh you know the, the three of them helped me along with like the, you know, scheduling and and the replays and mm-hmm. and um and just got all the information really yeah. well, i don't even know if you know how big of an impact that i know i know adam was starting this year but how big of an impact that listener party had for the music i mean these guys hadn't talked for years uh yeah. and uh and that sort of brought them back together and and it's been an interesting journey the past couple of months to sort of see these guys actually you know reconnect as as brothers you know band members brothers and it's just interesting that that all happened and and the the, the ground zero on that was actually that listener party so that's really cool well, yeah, because it, so. it, it, yeah. it totally reinforces what you say, Tim, about the fact that, you know, like you said, back in the day when you thought, well, you know, do your own, but on my platform, do you know what I mean? And the sort of, yeah. your your platform just gave such, um, you know, like a megaphone effect, uh, much more so than they would have done on their own platforms. And that that is so true of us. Do you know what I mean? In terms of... Um, Basically, but you know, I would imagine that any of the, all of our fans are probably follow you. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's that sort of thing. So you just were able to reconnect us with with all of our fans instantly. Do you know what I mean? And as I say, I had no social media presence, so I had to start Twitter to even um, take part in it. And when you announced it on your um, on the channel, like you know, my phone started going nuts, and I was just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I was like, what's going on with my phone? And my missus were like, why is your phone constantly pinging? And it were, people, it, were, it were people following me on Twitter. And like, honestly, after a few hours, I had like 300 followers. And that's when I was like, oh, well, what if I tweet a picture of my guitars that have been in cupboard for 10 years? Do you know what I mean? And it's my two Les Pauls that everyone sort of, you know, our fans recognize me for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instantly, yeah. My fan, instantly everyone's, you know, it, just that, just the... <laughs> I don't know. It's difficult to describe, really. But as I said, sort of that megaphone effect that you had—it's almost like a, a you know, a, um, a call to to all our fans into one place at one time. Um, because I don't know without that and the ripple effects it's had. I don't know whether you know. I don't know if I've been in the same situation I am now. I don't know, but it's had such a great effect on us. And you know, we we had no idea that people had any kind of respect for us. Still, do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people find that hard to understand, but honestly, the the response when you announced it and the amount of likes it were getting just it was, to see it, was, it, it was massive, yeah, it was yeah, massive. and it, and it was great, and it's like you know the, the timing was perfect, and and um, you know, and I think you know, I think I said, wow, music got a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. All right, right, right. Well, we you know, didn't know like, that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I didn't I didn't think. I didn't think that you hadn't, you know, I just, but, but compared to others, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was just like, wow, you know, this is like really, this is really something. Yeah. They were in the top 10 for a while on the listener party yeah, yeah, yeah. until you yeah, started getting yeah. Paul McCartney. You know, and, 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 it, and it was, you know, it, it, it felt good to, you know, be, be part of, be part of the beginning of the, your second phase, you know. Well, that's it. That's, and that's the, that's the, the brilliant sort of full circle of it is, you know, yeah. you, you, you gave us that leg up at our first ever party um and then you know it's sort of the tour and stuff since then and then the listening party and then obviously on top of that 
uh, agreeing to actually DJ again at Temple Newsroom. It's just, you know, it's yeah. a lovely, a lovely sort of full circle. Um, and it, it, it feels right to, you know, to have you there. Do you know what I mean? DJing, you know, I just think it makes... I can't wait. I think it'd be yeah, great. It really um, it makes it, it makes it special. It's just such a powerful thing that listening party. Yeah, and I think, but you know, you really you, it was a very emotional one, wasn't it? You know, and it was, yeah. and 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 um, you know, I think it's it's mad how kind of emotional that they, they they can get, you know, really, mm-hmm. and it's just people wanting to share stuff, you know, and it's like people feeling that they, you know, they need they they need to share stuff, and you know, and it's it's, it's amazing. That's it, and that's why it was such a joy for me because you know I've had no one to share this stuff with for the past ten years. I mean, when yeah, when, yeah. when we split, you know, we literally didn't talk pretty much, other than for slight administrative things once every now yeah. and again. Yeah, we never, yeah. we didn't really talk, and you know, I didn't, I I stopped telling people I were even in a band because they'd be like, oh, what you play working men's clubs and that, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, fair <laughs> you know, what I mean, I I just lived, I lived a totally different life, completely removed from it all. And then just to suddenly have that amount of people to, to well, to send a picture of my guitar and for people to know what it is. Because in my yeah, life, as it was right. before lockdown, you know, people would have been like, all right, what's that? Whereas suddenly you've got hundreds and hundreds of people going, oh my God, I recognize that guitar. That's the guitar that, you know, I, I associate with some of the best nights of my life. You know what I mean? Oh, and, you're like, oh. and you're like, and you're like, for me, sat there, you're like, really? And they're like, yeah, man, you're like one of the best guitarists I've ever seen. And you're like, oh my God, man. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it's just uh, to be to be totally unaware of that. Just sat, you know, doing whatever I've been doing, totally unaware of that. While that has been out in the world, is um, it's sobering, but it's so it's sobering at the same time. It's a little bit sadness about it, really, but it, it tinged with the fact that it's now, as I say, come for, full circle to the point where you suddenly you you kind of enabled us just to just to reconnect with that, like you said, that um, you know, pretty large. Fan base, really, um, yeah, and it, yeah, very much. You know, very we much. we've got the sort of fans. I w- I would think that don't forget about us. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I assume I assumed everyone had forgot about us, but um, I never really understood that because it's like I've been a big fan of the music for my you know ever since they came out, and you know, and of course I don't hear what's going on for ten years. I don't know, but I don't forget. I mean, I I still love Iggy Pop. But, you know, it, like he didn't <laughs> stop being good to me. <laughs> like, well, you know, I know. It's like it's, when you hear them, it's like, yeah, you're still great. That's still the great. The thing is, though, Pete, is it's all to do with how you view yourself. Do you know what I mean? And through, you know, sort of what happened to us at the tail end of our career, you know, getting dropped, um, you know, Rob wanting to move on and stuff. And yeah, I got myself into a position where the way I looked at myself, I was, you know, never going to think, oh, yeah, there's loads of people out there who still consider me a, a shit top musician. Do you know what I mean? My brain would have never let me thought that, but it's easier when it, people show you it. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what Tim, that's what Tim has sort of done. Do you know what I mean? And like I say, it's, it's what you've done for us as a band. But I also like, you know, as I say, me personally, I kind of feel like that whole situation as a result of you doing that has just pulled me out of such a, such a deep hole. Do you know what I mean? That I've been in for literally like 10 years. Um, wow. So it's like, you know, it's like being given a hand just to pull you out of it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, fucking nice one. Do you know what I mean? It's, it it, I don't, yeah, you know, I get quite emotional thinking about it, really, because yeah. uh, it, you know, it means a, it means a fucking great deal to me. The situ- the the, men- the 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 mindset I've got now and the way I view myself and that and um, my you know my achievements and our achievements, you know what I mean, as a band. But um, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. it it, it was just from- such an amazing experience, and like you say, it was just I don't know. It's such a weird thing 
Because when someone explained the concept of the listening party, you know, like, so I press play when everyone else presses play and we all sort of tweet. But for me, I didn't understand it until I were in it. And once you're in it, that's when you're like, oh, I get it now. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that's when you try to type really fast to be like, oh, this is a bit where this happened. Adam, your first tweet on the listening party was test. Yeah, Yeah, it Uh, goes quick, doesn't it? But yeah, he's been he's been out of the scene for ten years, and now he's back, and uh, that confidence that has been reinstilled. It's been it's actually been really refreshing to see because he's been rewriting, he's been writing stuff like crazy lately. So there's going to be a lot of new music coming from Adam Nutter that I think uh, I think the world is going to appreciate. Well, thank you, Pete. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, well, I don't know. I just think it's kind of the listening party in the situation that everyone's been in. I mean, it, it's just been such a, a solace for a lot of people, do you know what I mean? Where there has been that void of, well, anything like you, you know, but live music and especially for people who, who love live music and who thrive on it. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, on social media every day, you see people saying, Oh God, it, it's 12 months since I was last at a gig. Do you know what I mean? And sort of, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's crackers, you know I mean? I didn't go to a gig every week, you know, but when I went, I didn't think it was going to be the last one I'd go yeah. to. You know? Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, you know, I played gigs uh, not every week either, and, and, uh, and but the last one I played was in New York, and I thought, oh my god, it's just like mm. so great to have played one, but you know, when's the next one going to be? And I think with the listening party, yeah, for the artists, it felt like they were actually doing something. You build up to it, you have some, maybe some prepared tweets, some photographs lying around or something, and you type like crazy for the whole for forty-five yeah. minutes, so it feels like a really high, you know highly concentrated and then it's over a little bit and then you know still you're still answering questions it's a bit of a come down no one's nicking your beer uh, backstage <laughs> or anything like that and um you know but it, it feels like a, a gig experience or something like that and but so many people were saying things like i've not listened to an album in its entirety for the longest time and yeah. that's that that's what struck me as being kind of you know it's kind of quite odd because i listen to albums all the time yeah uh, i mean you know i listen to playlists too but it's good to hear an artist record you know, a musician's work you know from what they were trying to do uh to make to make a, a good listen well without um, doubt no i just think it helped to bring some of that back a little bit um you know f- feeling a bit like it, I've, got, I've got to get my charger um no you know, bringing that kind of thing back a little bit, and and um, is it there? I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's over there on the left. It's on the left. <laughs> is, it, is it here? Is it here? No. But no, I mean that that is the, that's a that's a fascinating point in itself about um, listening to an album in its entirety, because and especially younger people, but everyone in general, like you say. It's not something that people do very much. And when I were talking, I want to, our previous podcast, I were talking about the intention of the track listing of the first album and how songs kind of lead into other songs and how the track listing for the album, you want it to make sense and to flow. <laughs> and it were interesting because, you know, people were turning around and effectively saying, well, yeah, I've only ever listened to, do you know yeah. what I mean? In different order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Maiden, yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find my charger, but uh, hopefully I will. 
or, or else we're gonna have to yep, no worries. a little bit but I like the yeah. fact that you added the after parties to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's got to be more, I think, uh, of them. And and it's just it just felt like it was the next sort of step to to go to really to sort of like you know to do some you know to to, to have a a little bit of a show after uh, you know it's because yeah because when this last song is over there's almost like this feeling of like yeah, oh that's it else to go isn't it <laughs> yeah, somewhere else to go for for you know twenty minutes or something like that to a bit a bit of, bit of backstage. Yeah. Enter, yeah, talking about probably nothing very much. But. No, it's important though. It's, it's something that I felt as well when I was finished. It was like, oh man, I'm still sort of up here. Do you know what I mean? It's like so that idea of an after party sort of vibe. It's a it's a cool concept along with it. You know, a cool concept in itself in the listening party. Um, but yeah, man. I can't find my charger, so it's going to run out of battery any second. That is no danger, mate. Honestly, we'll we'll wind it up now. Um, and that was that was the best talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for giving up your time, Tim. Yeah, I really, man. really, really appreciate it. And so, so a pleasure. And and uh, and I'll see you. You know, whenever, whenever, whenever we do, whenever we do that gig together. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Take so, care, Tim. okay, man. Well, thank you very much, Take Tim. Care. Thank see you. Cheers, Cheers, man. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Right. So, oh, you know, uh, Tim's phone ran out there. Nothing we can do about that. But I mean, you know, that was um, it. We, we had a great chat there. I thought I don't want him to worry about the fact that he had to run out because, you know, it's not a problem at all. I'm more than grateful for the time he gave us um, coming on there. And I know that I can ramble and I know that Pete can ramble too. So maybe he saved everyone. Also, maybe he saved himself from that. <laughs> but honestly, man, such a pleasure to have Tim Burgess come on your podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? To um to talk about the stuff that we've been talking about there. And um, you know, what did what did you think, Pete? Do you know what I mean? I thought it was great, man. He he was he was he was a lot of fun. And uh we'll definitely have to share that image on Twitter of him when he was looking for his charger and he uh, <laughs> he threw on an Iron Maiden mask. <laughs> Like I didn't even know. I, I wasn't even looking at. I wasn't even looking, and then I turned around. Well, he responded to someone, and I thought that sounds awful. I turned around to mask. that was great. Yeah, I mean that's that's hilarious to me because here he was like minutes away from having to get on the listener party, he was scrambling looking for his charger, but still had time to throw on a mask and be like, "Look at me." I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> But yeah, he was a really cool man. Really good chat. And, uh, you know, I, I'll echo what I said earlier, man. I do believe that he is definitely a man who is passionate for the community of music. You know, he does a lot for a lot, a lot from local musicians, but just for music in general with the listener party and just his support for the music, yeah. but also other bands. Really cool. That's it. I mean, you know, like he said, um, he'd done it for the Charlatans albums themselves. And then, he'd, you know, was it Franz Ferdinand? He said, you know, he'd do it for them on his platform. And, you know, it's being willing to use your platform for you know, for, for this sort of concept, it's just brilliant, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because it, it brings so many people together. And as I said earlier, you know, I mean, what have I got now? I've got like some of four and a half thousand followers on Twitter. If it wasn't for the, the size of that listening party and like I said, all sort of being condensed together in that fashion, I'm not sure it would have, um, Yeah. you know, I'm not sure it would have gained the traction it's got and the gig obviously wouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? All sorts of domino type effects that have, Started from that listening party, really. He talked about the fact that 10 years ago, he had 3,000 uh, followers. But being modest, he didn't share the fact that he now has like 245,000. So, I mean, yeah, yeah pr- pretty massive following that guy's got. 
Um, yeah. Right, so as usual, I absolutely loved that. It made it especially special um, for having Tim Burgess on there. Absolutely lovely guy, legend, you know, music legend, just a legendary person in general. So, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed hearing from him as much as we did. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you. How are you doing, mate? How's it going? You all right? Yeah, not too bad at all, fella. How are you? Not too bad at all. Yeah, just sort of hanging out in anticipation. Yeah, us <laughs> too, man. Us too. That's, exa- that's exactly what I've been fucking doing, man. Just sat here, just thinking, oh, God. It's nice we finally got a guest on that Adam's nervous about. <laughs> Don't fucking out me like that, Pete. That's me. <laughs> Honestly, man, fucking hell. Um...